Welcome to WDW for Families, the original family-friendly trip planning podcast, helping you plan your Disney vacation for over five years. All right, welcome to WDW for Families, and welcome to a rank podcast. <laughs> That's a really bad word to use, but it is a ranking podcast as we have not done a top 10 in a very long time here on WDW for Families. And tonight we return to the days of ranking things. And we're here with Charity, who just waved tonight. Charity is here. Randy is here. I'm waving too. Yep, and talking. And Mark is here. Howdy, waving also. Yeah, we are missing a couple of our folks tonight. We're missing... uh, we're missing Rusty and Stephanie, so uh, just the four of us tonight, but we all voted, and we all put our two cents in on what we think are the top 10 quick service meals or places to eat on Disney property. These are just in the parks, so how about we... Go to Charity first and explain to us. Charity, can you explain to us what we mean by quick service restaurant? Yeah, so a a quick service restaurant, you know, a lot of us think of our counter service. Um, This is going to be somewhere where you're going to order food and receive it quickly. So you may be going up to... A, uh, you may be going up to a counter and receiving your food. You may be going up to a window and receiving your food. But the whole idea is that this is more than a snack. This is a meal, but it's a quick meal. So um, whenever you know, whenever we do have the dining plan, this is this is one of the types of credits that you can have. You have a, a quick service credit, and then the other type of meal credit is a table service. So when you think about it, a table service is one where you are uh, served at your table and a quick service is going to be just about anything else where you get a meal and it's going to be pretty quick. Okay, so there's some confusion among the eaters, apparently, as to what exactly is uh, or qualifies as a counter service or window service, but doesn't matter. We're just talking about restaurants that serve meals that are not sit-down restaurants, table service restaurants. So these are, you know, we've, my family and I has gotten to the point where these are some of our favorite restaurants bar none because we are not huge uh, sit-down table service people. And these are generally a lot cheaper. Don't generally have to pay a tip. Randy wants to chime in. I was going to say, apparently I'm hoity-toity. Apparently I, because as I'm going through the list, I'm thinking we haven't been to some of these restaurants in years. Like we, I, when we're in animal kingdom, we always go to Yak and Yeti. Like that's, that's the only place we go. So we, we just haven't done a, a quick service meal in animal kingdom in years. And that's probably true also in, uh, in Epcot. See, we're so the apparently, opposite. Like, we used to do a lot of sit-down meals, especially when we get the meal plan. But now Amanda and I just we're not picky eaters. And I like one of the things we like about quick service places is I can mix and match 
and I can go to one quick service place and get one thing I like and then go to another quick service place and get something else I like. And we tend to do that a lot. Charity, did you want to add something there? You looked like you were about to say something. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I I think we have uh we have found our niche with both. Um we we really like our table service meals. You guys know that I am a deluxe dining plan, uh just big fan and love our table service meals. But um especially now with the mobile ordering. I'm really enjoying the quick services too. So I, I think there's a place for both, but um, I think, I think that it, you know, what Todd, what you experience is something that's very common for families with older kids. Um, you know, their whole um, desire is just to be go, go, go. And the, you know, the quicker amount of time you can be in and out, uh, the better. And that is their benefits of eating at a quick service. Um, you know, instead of, for example, a table service is that you can get your meal, you can get a, a really good amount of food for a low amount of money in comparison to a table service, and you're going to be in and out a lot quicker. Yeah. And so as you search and try to find these kind of restaurants around uh, all four parks, and there's a lot of these restaurants around, so it's fun to just kind of explore and try different things and find new places. But what we did is we're going to give you 10 restaurants that are in the parks. These are not play, These are not um, Disney Springs places. These are not places at the resorts. These are places within the four parks. And we're going to start with an honorable mention, just real quick, because it was very close. Coming in at number 11 is Cafe Tangerine, which is the, the quick service restaurant there in Morocco. It is located across from Spice Road Table. It serves traditional Mediterranean affair and uh, Mediterranean affair. It serves traditional <laughs> Mediterranean affair, and it's a uh, it's it's one of our, our my favorite places to eat. I think Rusty had it really high up on his list as well, but it did not crack our t- our top ten, and so. It was number 11, honorable mention. And so number 10, coming in at number 10, Randy, what restaurant came in at number 10? We had the Columbia Harbor House, which actually made my list also. So I'm glad to get to talk about it. But I like it because it's not just uh, burgers and fries. You know, it's something that's a little bit unique. You can get your uh, lobster roll there. You can get your uh, New England clam chata there. Um, so it's got some unique stuff. Uh, the clam chowder, I really enjoy. Like that's something I've had multiple times, especially if you're there like a cool night and it's November. It's a great uh, spot to get something. Also, I believe the chowder counts as a snack credit. So that's a nice little feature too. Uh, it's a good bang for your buck. So I are bang for your credit, I should say. So I, I like it. Um, now, I have to confess, though, that a fair number of the times we go there, we are getting the chicken nuggets, which you can get a lot of different places. So we don't always take advantage of the uh, of the uniqueness of it. But I do think it's a good place to go. And, and I will say something I should say about really all of these that really played in my selection of my of my top eight was. Um, I liked 
the location of some of these. And I think Harbor House has a good location that's that's right on your way from one thing to the other. We're done in Fantasyland. We're ready to move on. Let's stop over at Harbor House and eat. I think it's a great location that we use a lot. Yeah, I like Columbia Harbor House a lot too. And it, one of the reasons I like it is for, it tends to have some lower uh, calorie items, some more healthy items than some of the other sit down restaurant or uh, quick service restaurants in Magic Kingdom. I, you know, I would say one thing I don't care about it is I don't care about the, the feel of the restaurant and the look of the restaurant. I do like sitting in the hallway that's elevated over the walkway there at, at, at Columbia Harbor House, but it is not one of my favorite uh, restaurants at Magic Kingdom. And mainly because I just, the, the it's a, feels like a very crowded, small space, especially when it is actually crowded. Uh, not a lot of room to move around in there. It doesn't feel like what it, anyone else want to chime in here on number 10, Columbia Harbor House. No. So we're going to go to number nine and number nine is going to be announced by Charity. Charity, what was number nine? And that is Docking Bay 7, uh, which you can find really close to the Millennium Falcon in Galaxy Veg. Uh, this is a, it's a great, great environment. And it's a nice variety of food, right? So instead of your typical fried foods, again, you know, like, like Randy was saying with, um, with the Harbor, it's, somewhere where you can get something that's a little bit different. So you can get um, a beef pot roast, you can get pork ribs, you can get chicken, you can get a chicken salad. Um, but, you know, these are not your hot dog or hamburger and fries kind of meal. You know, it, it's something that's completely different. Uh, this is, you know, this is one of those locations you can go in and get that crazy Star Wars fork that everyone liked to lift there for a little while. Um, it's, uh, it's a really great way to be immersed in the Star Wars environment um, and, you know, and, and get to have a, a good meal. It's, you know, maybe not totally crazy food. It's things that you're more used to, um, but they, they might just have some interesting names to them, but um, it's, you know, it, it's really delicious. It's a great environment. And I, I think it's an awesome place to go. All right. So I have honestly never eaten there. Uh, so Docking Bay 7, Randy, uh, Mark, anything to <laughs> add here on Docking Bay 7? I, I will say that you can get for the dinner menu, you can get the Ronto wrap um, also. That's at Ronto Roaster. So if you if you miss out at Ronto Ronto Roasters, you can get the Ronto Wrap at Docking Bay Seven for dinner, which is a nice little uh, treat if you if you have somebody that wanted to go there. Okay, so what is number eight on our list? And and Charity, we're going to go back to you. And there's a reason we're going back to Charity because <laughs> number eight is Charity's happy place, and it is it is the Regal Eagle. So this one is in the American Adventure Pavilion. Uh, at Epcot, so it's the very, very far back of the World Showcase. Uh, whether you go left through Mexico or right through Canada and the UK, either way, um, you will get back to 
to the very far back of the park, and that is where you'll find the Regal Eagle. This is a recent uh, recent changeover. So uh, I think they just opened in maybe early 2020. So right before, um, you know, right right before the world paused there for a bit. And, um, you know, you guys know I am going to be ham for it because it is uh, Muppets themed. It's Sam the Eagle and, uh, and they've got, you know, Muppets doing barbecue uh, as the theming. It's really great. But the food is delicious. Uh, they have delicious brisket and ribs and the pulled pork. Um, and they have, you know, a really good variety of different barbecue sauces to try. Um, but the thing that is the best, you cannot miss it, is the onion rings. Uh, the onion rings there are really, really good. So if you happen to visit the Regal Eagle, uh, keep an eye out because you may spot me. I'm I'm in there more frequently than uh, than I would like to admit. <laughs> this has become one of our go-to uh, counter service places. Uh, we've been there twice in the last year on two different trips. Um, what's really, I mean. What's really good for our family is that with Beth's dietary restrictions, it's 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 very predictable. It's what she knows she can eat. And so she really likes that about it. But it also tastes delicious. So she it's become a highlight for her around the showcase as a place she, where she knows she can eat and eat a healthy or no, not healthy, but eat safe for her. And uh, she has raved about how good the food is. I don't know that she's tried the onion rings. So we're going to put that on the list for the next time we go. Yes. Yeah. The, the first time Jeremy and I went for a visit, we, uh, we, we decided to split a meal. We were, you know, just going to try it out. And we quickly decided that splitting the onion rings was not a good idea because we both wanted a full serving. All right. So coming in at number eight was the Regal Eagle. Here we go. At number seven, we're going to stay in the same park. And we have Yorkshire Fish and Chips. And Mark, tell us a little bit about Yorkshire Fish and Chips. Yes, Yorkshire Fish and Chips. It does one thing, maybe two, but one thing, and it does it extremely well. Uh, it does fish and chips. Um, that is the entree on the menu. Um, it's delicious. It's usually pretty quick. There's a lot, a lot of times that there is a following of this. Epcot renowned um, window service or quick service, um, but it's it's a good portion. Um, if you don't want to spend the time going in to Rosen Crown, you can come here and get the, the same fish and chips. You can get it quicker. It's a healthy portion, and it's it's just a good good quick uh, place to get a good bite to eat. If by healthy you mean full of grease, yes, <laughs> it is, uh, it's definitely a greasy piece of a health. A healthy size portion. And, uh, and you know, I I get a kick out of the fact that they put it on the newspaper newspaper printed paper. Um, so, you know, you get your little basket and your uh, your paper there, like a newspaper. I, I don't know why I get such a kick out of that every time we get it there. This is where I felt where I found my love affair with vinegar and chips, like putting vinegar on things. I, 
I'd never really done that until I went to, to Epcot to eat at Yorkshire Fish and Chip. This is also one of my guilty pleasures. I will always cheat on whatever crazy diet I'm trying when I'm passing this place. I just can't help it. I, I, I love this place. <laughs> I would say, I mean, it is it is among the top. Like we're, we're giving you the top, uh, what, the top 10? But yeah, um, but this could be among the top for deliciousness. Like it is, you know, you have to like fish. You have to like fish and chips. That's the only thing they got. But they do it really well. And uh, I think it's delicious. Yeah. And speaking of delicious, we're going to go in here at number six. And we're going to talk about Casey's Corner. Casey's Corner, a very traditional Magic Kingdom restaurant at the end of Main Street. And who better to talk about a traditional Magic Kingdom restaurant then Mark, tell us about Casey's Corner. Oh, Casey's Corner. I mean, it it just sums up what a Main Street has to have. If you want that feeling, if you want a, a place to sit down, uh, they serve hot dogs, um, very good hot dogs, chili cheese hot dogs. They have some specialties during uh, different seasons. Um, I mean, these are these are loaded, uh, heavy duty hot dogs. Not not th- these are bun length plus. Um, but it's just, it's just got a feel, it's got a baseball feel, you know, it, it just pulls on those nostalgic heartstrings for a lot of people. Uh, they have a piano outside and the, at times there'll be someone playing piano. Um, it's, it's just a, it's just a good, good place to, to either end your day or make a trip, um, to for lunch or whatever. I, I really like it. Their bacon macaroni cheese fries are, I mean, th- this would be a cheat day for sure. If, 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 if you're going to Casey's, you know, plan on it being, uh, not healthy plan on it being one of your, one of your cheat days for sure. I lied of the restaurant for me. It's the guy playing the piano. I, I don't really, I don't, I don't care to eat the food. I just want to sit there and listen to the guy play piano. It's amazing. Ragtime tunes. I enjoy going to this restaurant for parades, like getting, getting a spot for the parade and then going in and ordering Casey's and uh, just trying whatever crazy hot dog contraption they've come out with with whatever the dog of the month is. That's usually what I try to go with. So uh, Casey's corner came in at number six and number five is a traditional favorite of ours. Another entry from the magic kingdom. And that is Pecos Bills. Yeah. Sorry. Tail in. Yep. So, uh, you know, we like Pecos Bills. It's a fun place to go. Uh, uh, as compared to many of these other restaurants, it has a fair amount of seating. There's actually quite a bit of seating in here. So it's nice. It's a great way to get some air conditioning. Um, for me, the highlights are some of the Mexican, you know, f- inspired dishes, whether it be the uh, fajita platter or the uh, Southwest salad. Um, we like those. Uh, I also, it, it's interesting that they are connected. The Pecos Bills is connected with Tortuga Tavern. Uh, Tortuga Tavern, I think, is open more in the busier times. Uh, but, you know, you can enter from either place into this same big building, uh, big complex. So we've had times where we've sent some people to the line over at Tortuga. Other people went to the line over at Pecos Bills. And uh, we like it there. Um, and the, the theming is nice. It's got that Spanish uh, style. 
to the to the area. So I like that about it. You know, I wouldn't say that the food is a is a top five uh, food, but I do think the location and the environment and the fact that it's large enough to to get a seat uh, to me all helps it, um, uh, you know, get the top five spot. I have not been there since the COVID restrictions is the I'm assuming the fixins bar is down right now. It is down. Yeah, it is down. Yeah. No, it's not quite the same uh, with the fixins bar. I know for Stephanie, she loves uh, the fixins bar as maybe maybe charity does, too. But um, no, it's down for the moment. I think that would hurt its ranking if we were to say no fixins bar Pecos bills. I think that would hurt its ranking a little bit because I think most of us really I mean, that's one of the things we like about Pecos bills. Uh, Obviously, the location, too. Uh, we're going to go with number four here, and that's going to be Mark. And what is number four, Mark? We're heading over to the Animal Kingdom, and number four is Flame Tree Barbecue. Um, this is located right outside of Dino Land, USA, just across the bridge. Um, it has just your typical barbecue food, but they have a sauce. And uh, I have a cookbook with it, and I've attempted to make this sauce and have have had limited success, but, um, it's just, there's just something tangy. Um, you know, it's like no other sauce that, that I, I have found that you can buy. Uh, but they have a half chicken, uh, ribs. They have a a St. Louis rib. Um, that's pretty good. You know, like I said, typical baked beans, coleslaw. Um, it's just a, again, sort of like regal eagle. It's, it's safe food. Um, if you have some, like Randy was saying, dietary restrictions, you, you sort of know what you're going to get, but it's it's uh, really good, though. And I, I definitely try to, to go by there um, at least every other visit when I go to Animal Kingdom. Yeah, we we still visit there from time to time, but I, I will say it used to be a must hit for us in the Animal Kingdom because that was the only location where I could get a turkey leg as a quick service meal, um, I, when they stopped selling the turkey legs there at Flame Tree, I, I will say that definitely took a hit on how often we visit. Um, but they do have some some pretty good barbecue. It's not Regal Eagle barbecue, but it's pretty good. All right, so we got Flame Tree barbecue, and that's you know there's a bonus if you really like fighting birds for your food. Flame Tree barbecue is another. <laughs> good place to go i uh that i mean i just I, we, I, that's the reason i don't go there is i don't want to mess with those birds so it's the, uh, in the animal kingdom <laughs> it just makes sense it's like a dinner yeah, show. There, there is there is that seating area i mean it's, it's very pleasant to be able and um, far behind the restaurant you can go down and there's a really nice seating area but um, I I thought we were the only ones that had the attack of the birds down there. Uh, Todd, that that really cracked me up. <laughs> yeah, is is it? So it's Animal Kingdom's Tiki Room. Is that what I'm getting from y'all's experiences? No, it's it's Animal Kingdom's Alfred Hitchcock movie. It's it's. I mean, they those birds are they're not cute little woodpeckers. They're seven feet tall ibises, and I mean they're like. There's something out of a Jurassic Park movie, and they're trying to eat your food. It's they have a taste for barbecue, and they're going after it. 
It's a spillover from Dino Land. Yeah. All right. So that was ironically the only entry from the Animal Kingdom on our list was uh, Flame Tree Barbecue. Oh, wait. No, it's not. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Well, there no, was the not. one. There was the one coming up. No, num- number three. Yeah. Oh my gosh, y'all. That's okay though. We let's move on to number three. That's so dumb. <laughs> I would looked right at it at the list. Number three. Let's go over there. And I'm glad Charity's got this one because I do not want to pronounce this one. Go ahead, Charity. <laughs> this is a Julie Canteen. Now maybe I can pronounce the name of the restaurant, but I tell you, I cannot pronounce the name of the most famous food item there. We'll, we'll call it the steamed pod. Um, the the bow balls, the bow up. Yeah, I I don't know. Um, I've never gotten that one right. But this is the uh, sort of um, lunch cafeteria seating type place in Pandora. Um, this is uh, very well themed. You know, the whole idea is that uh, this was a location that grown old and, you know, is now grown over and, um, and it's very well themed to, uh, you know, to Pandora, but also as this kind of hangar, uh, old hangar type place. Um, anyway, the seating, the environment is very well themed. It really fits the area, but the food is extremely well themed. Uh, the food looks otherworldly. And um, I, I will admit, you know, they have some amazing, uh, amazingly interesting foods. But my favorite thing to get there is the kids meal. Because I'm not a Casey's hot dog person necessarily. But they have this like wrapped hot dog thing in their kids meal. It's not quite a pretzel dog, but it is a wrapped dog thing. And um, for some reason, it's just really good. I really enjoy it. So they have that and they have these veggie chips um, and then those bao balls, um, which, you know, it's a a steamed dough ball and it's stuffed with things like um, cheeseburger meat, right? So like uh, ground beef and cheese. And um, anyways, it's really good food. Um, If you... Definitely look at the pictures on the menu, though, because those names are not going to tell you what's in there. (laughs) All right, Randy, it looks like you want to say something about this. Well, no, I'm just surprised. I'm surprised that it did so well on on our list. Uh, It didn't make my list at all, but apparently enough of our group likes it that we're number three. Well, here's the here's the thing about it, Randy, is it's also consistently rated among other podcasts and other people who make top 10 lists, it's always highly rated in those. And uh, apparently people really do dig this place. It's not one of my favorites. I I think I may have put it on my list down at number seven or eight, but it's a, it's a place I will eat and I do like the food there. Uh, So, so far we've gone down and we have two restaurants left. And so there's two really obvious ones to me. There's one that has been a podcast favorite of this group for a very long time. And I'm going to let Mark talk about it 
It's number two. It's in the Magic Kingdom. It is Sleepy Hollow. Yes. All you have to say is spicy chicken and waffles. Yeah. <laughs> do we do we need to talk anything else? Uh, I mean, it's 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 a Belgian waffle with a, a sweet, spicy uh, piece of chicken, coleslaw, and it's just one of those combinations that it, it hits that sweet, it hits that salty, you know, just perfect, savory, sweet blend. And, uh, you know, it, it just knocks it, knocks it straight out of the magic kingdom, out of the park. Um, then they have a few other things, uh, but that's the, that's the big one. Another big one's they have a fruit and, uh, hazelnut, um, chocolate hazelnut spread on a Belgian waffle. That's a, that's a good, uh, breakfast item that a lot of people enjoy and they have uh charity's favorite the turkey leg you can also get a turkey leg there if you enjoy uh sticky fingers and greasy meat <laughs> yes hey, no, so. no one said you have to eat the turkey leg with your hands <laughs> you can use silverware uh, oh okay point? all right so what, all right <laughs> So here's the thing is this podcast, we were in on Sleepy Hollow before Sleepy Hollow was cool. Like when a decade ago, when we started this podcast, we were telling people that don't sleep on Sleepy Hollow. It's one of the best places to eat in Magic Kingdom. And there was never a line. Nobody was ever there. I would get my spicy chicken waffle and enjoy my peaceful meal with no one around. I would go over to the Christmas shop after I, it was just a pleasant time. People have discovered Sleepy Hollow, and it is always one of the longer lines for food that I go to now. And, you know, one thing is they got rid of the spicy chicken waffle for a while. About six or five, five or six years ago, they got rid of it for a really brief time. And the public outcry was so massive that they brought it back, and, and they should have. So Sleepy Hollow is a great place to eat. It's a good location. Um, not a lot of seating that that tends to be a problem over there in that area because the restaurant has gotten very popular and the lines are pretty long sometimes you can get some specialty items too sometimes they will uh for a while they had baked potatoes for a while they had corn on the cob yeah that's what i was going to say it's it's not just those 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 waffles they have uh, funnel cakes also that you can get so if you if you want a funnel cake or if you want to just you know your kids want a mickey waffle they have Mickey waffles there. So there's, it's not just the chicken sandwich, but that is, that is the number one item on the, on the menu, I'm sure. Yeah. And you can watch them make your food there. It's pretty cool. You watch them make their little waffles and, and turn it over pretty fast. So Sleepy Hollow is number two. And that didn't surprise me at all. I, I kind of figured Sleepy Hollow would be in our top four or five. I didn't know it would be number two, but let's review before we reveal number one. And in fact, what I'm going to do is I, here in a second, I'm going to tell you the top three that everybody had, and it should give away number one, but let's go down, let's review number 10, Columbia Harbor House, number nine, Docking Bay 7, number eight, the Regal Eagle, number seven, Yorkshire Fish and Chips, number six, Casey's Corner, number five, Pecos Bills, number four, Flame Tree Barbecue, number three, Satuli Canteen, number two, Sleepy Hollow. So we have, in our poll, we have four restaurants from Magic Kingdom, two from Epcot, two from Animal Kingdom, and one from DHS. That sounds about right. Our final restaurant 
before I announce it, here are the everyone's top three. Here's Rusty Pettis. Rusty Pettis had number three, Cafe Tangerine. Number two, Sleepy Hollow. Number one, Satuli Canteen. Stephanie Forrester put Satuli Canteen at number three. Pecos Bills at number one. And our eventual number one restaurant is her number one. So I'll hold off on saying that. For Charity Rockford, Docking Bay 7 came in at 3, Regal Eagle, no, uh, Satuli Canteen came at 3, Docking Bay 7 at 2, Regal Eagle was 1. And we will go with my top 3. I had Pecos Bills at 3, Casey's Corner at 2, and Sleepy Hollow at 1. So I think I'm just missing Mark. Mark, did you have your, did you turn your list to me? Here's yours, here's Mark's. Mark had the the eventual winner at three, Casey's Corner at two, and Flame Tree Barbecue at one. Randy, who was the last person to turn in his list, he had a number three, Regal Eagle, number two, our eventual winner, and number one, Leon Boulangerie Patisserie, whatever, the French pastry shop. <laughs> at number one, I almost had it. I lost it at the end. At number one, the French pastry shop. And that's because Randy's family likes eating breakfast there. Right, Randy? That's right. Delicious. All right. So, Randy, you get to do the honors. What is the number one quick service meal at Disney uh, endorsed by WDW for families? We pick Sunshine Seasons, which is the quick service restaurant inside the Land Pavilion. Uh, right when you get off of Soren. Uh, you can head over there and get your lunch, and they have lots of delicious off offerings. Uh, things like the oak grilled rotisserie chicken, an oak grilled salmon, things like uh, what they call the land crusher, which is pulled pork with cheese on top of a slice of bread. Um, they've got some flatbread. Um, in the past, I've gotten sushi there. Uh, they've got uh, a whole wheat pita that's that's stuff full of of uh, good stuff um they have just lots of options lots i would say i can't imagine a quick service place that has more options to choose from than sunshine seasons and uh, there are some healthy options but they are delicious healthy options um and uh, i i think it's fantastic i think it's a great number one choice I can't imagine I, I can't imagine Sunshine Seasons not making everyone's list. At least, mainly what what Sunshine Seasons has going for it is it just has the sheer numbers on everybody. It's like going to your Disney uh, hotel food court. I mean, and it's just one restaurant. There's so many different items to choose from there. Uh, it's just. You know, I, I would give it negative points for location a little bit because I don't really like the atmosphere in there. But the I would disagree. OK, go ahead. I think I think it has a wonderful location because it has the best attraction in Epcot living with the land. I mean, I, I, no, I, the I, best I, I attraction. think that it's great. I think it's great. Uh I think from a location standpoint, I think it is next to Soren, which is fantastic. The land, which is fantastic. So I do think in that way, it's location. But I but I hear what Todd's saying about the, the, the decor may not be the best it could be. It may not be the best theming um, of all the restaurants. I, I could agree there. Um, I also it's think a, it's... 
it's a little bit of high traffic through there. Right. Um, so while it, while it may not be hard to find a table, it still feels really busy because of all the traffic going to the ride. Um, so I, I, I can get you there. I can see that negative, but I think, you know, as far as the big stuff, it's got great food. It's got lots of options. It's got healthy choices with plenty of unhealthy choices too. Let's add, um, it's got uh, plenty of seating, um, air conditioning. Uh, it's got all. It's got everything you'd want. Yeah, I, it definitely when I said I didn't, didn't like the atmosphere. I was talking more. It just kind of gives off a, you know, junior high nineteen eighty nine school cafeteria feel. Like, I, you know, that's kind of what I feel. I was going to say eighties mall slash <laughs> uh, uh, food court. Yeah, that's no. definitely yeah. definitely it. Charity, right. what are you going to say? Yeah, I um I I agree on all fronts. Um you know, I I love the food. I love the food variety there. Um I think I have a little bit of um PTSD sitting in there and eating uh only because that music from having worked there for a number of shifts, it gets you know, it kind of gets ingrained in your head. And so now when I sit there to eat, it's like, oh, yeah, it's this place uh, because it hasn't changed in 20 years. Um, but, you know, I I remember making salads and serving desserts there. And when I go back, it's it's great because there are so many different options for every one of our family members. If one of us wants to have a salad, one of us wants to have something warm and heavy, one of us wants to have something a little bit, you know, cold, fresh, crisp, um, you know, it, there is, there's something for everybody there. It's a ton of great options and, um, and, and they change things up. So I, there's I think kind it's of a great, there's there, a lot of seating too. Sorry to interrupt you, Charity, but I, I think there's a lot of, uh, some good grab and go options there too. So if you just want something that's a little more snacky, a little less meal, you can get it too. Um, it's just, it's hard to beat. It's hard to beat all those options. Well, I will say, and, and before we just move on from this, I will say it's located in Epcot, which if you're going to eat in Epcot, you've got a ton of options to eat. And there are obviously more restaurants in Epcot than any other of the parks. but all the options that you've got around the world showcase, it's hard sometimes for me to want to eat at sunshine seasons just because I want to try the, the, the counter service or the quick service from one of the countries. And so that, that tends to trump this restaurant sometimes for us, but in terms of my picky eating children, there's no way you're going to beat this one. So um, anyways, those are our top 10. All right, one more question before we wrap up the show. Is there a restaurant not on this list that you were surprised about? I'll give you a few seconds to think about that. Whoever has theirs first can chime on in. But is there a restaurant you were surprised that did not make this list? I was surprised that Woody's Lunchbox and the Tachos did not make the list. Um, yeah. I'll second that. That's what I was going to say. And, and it, mm -hmm. it made my list, but near the bottom, you know, it made some other people's list too. But um, yeah, yeah I, I was surprised too. it didn't make it. 
Yeah. And what about anyone else have, what, what else did you say? What's another restaurant you thought surprised you wasn't on there? Charity? I was surprised that um, Pinocchio's Village House wasn't on there. I know that that is something that we've talked about before, you know, the, um, the area and, you know, being able to go upstairs, get away, get into a, you know, a, a little bit of a different environment there at the Magic Kingdom. Um, I know we've, you know, we've talked about that before. It kind of is a nice little hidden away spot. I'll tell you why it didn't make it on my list. And it seems kind of petty, but they used to have chicken parm. They used to have pasta and they switched it up for flatbread pizzas. And for me, that kind of took it away from being special and different to it's just another place that does the flatbread pizzas. So that's why it didn't make it on my list. Um, but I know we've talked about it before. I, I know it's been a favorite, and I was surprised it didn't make the list at all. It has the, the, the location, the charm, the atmosphere that Sunshine Seasons doesn't have. Like it, It's got a magical place to be, but it loses points in the, in the food, in the convenience, in the length of the line, uh, those kinds of things. It, it loses points, but it could have been right up there with, with, with Columbia Harbor house. We, we, you know, I could see us swapping that out with Columbia Harbor house. Yeah. And the, the other one that surprised me that didn't make the list and only because I didn't it really didn't dawn on me. And if I was the Friars Nook, I really thought the Friars Nook is a restaurant that has gotten more of a following lately. And it seems to be almost more of a, um, a window service. So maybe people didn't think of it in terms of a meal, but you can definitely get a meal there at uh, the Friars Nook. Anything else we want to mention? Anyone else? All right. I think that about does it, Mark. Anything you want to say to wrap us up here? Just that you're never too old to wish upon a star. <laughs>